0: Can we take it back? <laughs> Let's do that question again. Pretend Why
1: don't you listen to the show? I don't like
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's such a good show.
1: <laughs> it's binge-worthy. You should binge it. Oh my God. Maybe this Hello? weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to start right yes, now. you can catch up to us next week. Red
2: Raiders.
1: Hello. Thread raiders. Thread raiders. Thread thread raiders. Thread raiders. Thread raiders. Thread
2: raiders. Thread raiders.
0: Thread raiders. Thread raiders. Thread raiders. Thread raiders.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators with the occasional side quest for alizarin crimson and cadmium yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host Fenwald Griswick,
0: and I am Chaotic Anarchy, and I am TK. Hey.
1: Yes, very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> this this is Fallout 76 week. Yes. <laughs> Ooh,
0: my fridge is packed with energy drinks.
3: Next?
0: <laughs> None.
3: That's why it, we're yeah. gonna we're just gonna call this week a packs un or not packs unplugged uh, <laughs> extra life Don't Part. Us. we're gonna be an extra life part two yeah
1: we want to see we're hoping to get a sponsorship from monster but they want to see commitment okay so that's what oh, Wednesday's all about yeah
0: yes you're gonna see me crush a monster can on my forehead be like, <laughs> 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 at like two a.m. trying to stay awake before we go to work. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My one and only goal is to see if we can get to the squirrel. All right, it's my <laughs> only hope.
0: <laughs> You're totally gonna do it again, just to redeem. yeah.
3: I have to walk there. Uh, I mentioned the squirrel to a friend of mine, and he's like, "I must find this now." I was like, "Well, if you get it for the PS4, you can join our journey." He's like, "I don't have a PS4." Like, well, sucks to be you.
1: <laughs> it's the northeast corner. Northeast corner. You can't miss it. All right, it is a squirrel on a map. <laughs> How often do you see something like that?
0: <laughs> so, you know, it's Friday and you missed That's it, right. Griswicks. but there was actually a countdown on the radio all the way up until the time uh, 76 went live on Wednesday and it was all of the radio stations from all of the games playing live. Really? Yes.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, it was a good time. I was listening to work.
1: I love the music. That was my Big lunch hour.
0: Fallout baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, seventy six has a bunch of new songs. In well, not a bunch of new songs, four new songs, but they're really good.
0: Wait, are we talking about Fallout seventy six like legit right now?
1: Uh well, I just wanted to mention that the music is good.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know if this was we didn't talk about what we were discussing or the order we were doing this in. So
1: you don't understand. One of the songs is by Freddie Slack and his orchestra, <laughs> and it's so good. <laughs> All right, folks, for those of you who are new to the show, uh, here's how it's going to go. First of all, TK is going to talk about uh, a game that he has uh, researched for us this week, a tabletop game. After that, we're going to have community update with CA, uh, our regular segments, Tea Time and What's in the Box. And then we're going to wrap up with uh, you know what's coming up, uh, all the major events. So TK, what you been playing?
3: Because this is the week of the greatest game dropping, I spent a bit of time hanging out with a few of my buddies uh, after CA and I watched Acquisitions, Inc. And I introduced yes. them to Spilldale Studios' Fallout 5e supplement, Ooh. his conversion. Ooh. And it is amazing. I know there are a few people who do streams of it. I think uh, Dumpstat Charisma does a stream of it still. But it, it's a great system. The character building is fairly easy. That and you... Get to play in the Fallout universe. I mean, what more could you ask for in a tabletop game? Can you be Codsworth? <laughs> uh, he's actually working on that for robotics. Uh, Sav stream, uh, actually, that came up as a question. So I pinged him in the middle of Savrick's stream to ask, can you do this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, once he gets it perfected,
1: I'll have to uh, start working on my uh, British butler accent. <laughs> <laughs> that way I can play it just right
0: one of the things I like about it is that you can be a synth so I'm really excited about it I have a character by the name of Trinity and they have this amazing ability to hack into all of the systems because their hair is actually just like extension cords that plug into different things and ah. USB ports <laughs> and stuff, so that they can hack into stuff and um, my character has an obsession with radroaches um, because I'm a defective synth, <laughs> so no. I protect all the rad roaches in the land, and I even like make tiny GPSs that I attach there to tiny bodies so I can find them whenever I want to. Which ended up working great for our team because then they go out into the world, and now we have like a GPS because all the rad roaches are everywhere.
1: <laughs>
0: I like the game; I think it's great.
1: <laughs> That's going to be convenient having all those attachments on your head. You can always charge your phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You never know when you might need it. That's all I'm saying. Just plug into me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, these outdated BNC connectors, uh, we're never going to use them. We should cut them off. No, we might need them when we run into an old VCR or (laughs) A-track. Now, just out of
1: curiosity, are there any rule changes to 5A through this, or is it all like the world that you're playing in?
3: There are some rule changes, uh, some of the checks change, as well as diplomacy, how that works. Okay. Uh, you, and 5e, you just do a diplomacy check. And that's at the, in Spaldale's version. Diplomacy can depend on, like, let's say, C.A. is a synth, and I'm playing an Institute person. But, Grizz, you're playing somebody from Brotherhood of Steel. Right. My diplomacy check against you would be minus whatever your charisma modifier would be. Okay. So let's say I rolled a sixteen, but if I have a negative charisma because I'm not that charismatic, at a minus two, and you're super charismatic with a plus three. So now I'm at a minus five gotcha. for my check.
0: And there's a lot of uh, different like customization stuff that goes on because of your weapons. So you're trying to create like laser guns and changing rifles into things. So none of that is in five E. Uh, so there's a lot of different things with that as well.
3: That and vehicles get I know that Spilldale did a great job Describing just how vehicles work Because now I'm 5 It's like oh you're on a mount And Fallout it's like okay you have this vehicle Do you know how to drive it first Mm. If you don't You cannot drive it You can try But you're gonna do like I did In our stream we did and fail horribly (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what though The Mysterious
1: Stranger has to be The ultimate deus ex machina Where, you know, at any time the DM, if the if the players get in trouble, all they have to do is pull the trigger and then he's like, oh, Mysterious Stranger, and they're all instantly saved.
0: That's right. Um, so that's what's different also is that there's a luck perk um, that they have for the game that's not in 5e. So that was like an add-on, which is which is pretty cool because it's in the actual game.
1: I'm usually the quartermaster of our group, so I I just jack my luck score as high as possible and then collect all the bullets. <laughs> Nobody loots but me. That's a thing.
3: And also the uh buffs and debuffs. Like there are true buffs and debuffs. Like if you're a leader type character, you can rally your team or you can be detrimental to your enemies at the same time. Sure, sure. It's not like it's not a like vicious word or vicious mockery. You only affect the person you're attacking. And spilled Ales, Fallout supplement, you can empower your team by, you know, cheering them on at the same time demoralize your opponent. Interesting.
1: So, for those of you who are super nerdy, it's like Bastila from Knights of the Old Republic 1. <laughs> and for everyone else, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: As I say, I haven't played it. I can't wait.
3: Really <laughs> I I have that game on Steam. It was on sale for May the fourth, like for four dollars. Yes,
1: <laughs> very clever. <laughs> that game is absolutely worth playing one time. I don't care how old it is; it is still good.
3: Play it once just so you can earn the nerd cred.
0: What I also like about Spilled Ale, and and anybody can look this up online also, it's free RPG that you can use, is that they not only uh, convert some of the stuff from D&D 5e, but other uh, monsters and uh, PCs from other different D&D books, they also convert as well. So, like, for instance, my character was created uh, basically in the image of a Warforge, which is pretty cool. Um... And I thought that was really smart because they kind of branched out to really try to recreate the characters from the actual Fallout world. Mm. And I really appreciated that.
1: Like if three of the guys kill a synth, you know, but you are a synth. Does that make you feel bad?
0: No, because synths don't have feelings.
3: Ah, well done.
0: No. Oh. Well, yes. I mean. I saved Nick, it. You're welcome,
3: it. Nick, <laughs> Nick Valentine did, but he was also considered, you know, a quote unquote rejected synth. <laughs>
0: I just remember Curie (laughs) (laughs) she was so sweet, she had like the cutest voice ever. Aren't you going to help me? (laughs) 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 It was so cute. Yeah. Get
1: on down and party. All right, well now it's time for Community Community Update update. Yay! Yay. with C.A
0: that's ah, me
1: today's a good news bad news day on twitter right
0: <laughs> so today we are going to talk about Cowwood publishing they're doing rp generations kickstarter called tabletop knights
1: Nights like on horseback or nights like night
0: like nights <laughs> nights like on horse nighttime, nighttime. okay gotcha <laughs> So, RP Generations, Stabletop Knights, is a RPG comic book. And the art was done by Domenico Nazidi, who is an Italian artist, originally from Canada. They are known for doing some of the art for Marvel, um, also Dark Horse. Ah. uh, Several other publishers, Green Rowan Publishing. Uh, They've been an illustrator for a very long time. And they've been playing D&D probably even longer. He's an illustrator, comic book artist, and has been working professionally for about 20 years now. Nice. Their Kickstarter is a one, they have 100 comics that's in a soft cover book. They have, if you go with the $30 tier, they are actually going to add in an adventure book that you can use for your campaign if you wanted to for levels four to six if you go with the hundred dollars you not only get the adventure book but you also get the npc book which contains several uh npcs from dom's comics and the characters have like detailed stat blocks background information all that you can use for uh your campaigns if you really wanted that's good Yeah, the illustrations are beautiful and all the comics are like D&D related. So I think that's really funny for our community. Uh, So I would definitely take a look at that. Uh, Take a look at their Kickstarter, uh, RP Generations. Or you could go to Cowwood Publishing's site on Twitter and you could take a look at that as well.
3: So if you guys like comics and D&D, which most of us nerds do, definitely give them (laughs) some money.
1: Yeah, this sounds interesting. I'll have to look into this. Yeah. If nothing else, I'll give them a retweet to see if we can help them out.
0: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> From Cowbird Publishing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my update.
1: And now we want to interject some sad news.
0: So sad. Uh, Don't listen, Joy.
1: Yes.
3: Joy, just skip forward five minutes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Earlier this week, Stan Lee uh, died. Uh, Stan Lee being famous as the co-creator of... Spider-Man, The Hulk, Doctor Strange, The Fantastic Four, Daredevil, Black Panther, uh, X-Men, Ant-Man, Iron Man, all the men, Thor. Although <laughs> all
0: the men, <laughs> technically,
1: with Thor, 99% of that was the Germans uh, who were helped along by the Romans who were helped along by the Greeks. But yeah, uh, he put the he put the point on the dot on that one.
3: He's also responsible for the entirety of the MCU. And uh, actually, a uh, thing I learned today, which from one of my friends is a huge like, law person and a fan of comics Stanley helped get rid of the comic book code, which stated what could and could not be published in comics.
1: That's because interesting. He thought it was a
3: violation of free speech. He actually went before the Senate on it. Wow. That's very That's interesting. Bad. Uh, He was, it was what got actually pushed out of um, Marvel like five years of his career because they, the company that became Marvel was so against him. Like, no, no, you can't do this. This is taking on too much. He's like, screw it. I'm doing it and I'm going to take on anybody who says otherwise.
1: (laughs) For those of you who are wondering, TK is moving out of his house at the moment and that's what that noise is in (laughs) the background.
3: Sorry, that's my dog. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: And apparently, Stanley used to write obituaries for celebrities. That is correct. Wow.
1: That was his first job when he was
3: 15.
0: Mm-hmm. But he left it because he felt like it was too depressing.
3: <laughs> Which is understandable. Which then he <laughs> went on to make some of our greatest heroes.
0: <laughs> and I think Captain America was like his first real break.
3: If you grew up in the 80s, 90s, you remember uh, Sunday mornings like around 7.30 in the morning. Uh, they had the Stanley Power Hour, where he would Power introduce like a Fantastic Four, Iron Man, and Spider Man—just short snippets of the shows.
1: And if you grew up in the two thousands, you remember that just before midnight on Spike TV was Stripperella, yes,
0: <laughs> which was for what? Spike TV, yes, also a Stanley joint. <laughs> And how many cameos was Stan Lee in?
3: God, too many. Like all the cameos.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like he's been in in more films than a lot of actors (laughs) just because of that.
1: (laughs) Well, he had his own show, uh, Stan Lee's World of Heroes, uh, which he did with Mark Hamill, uh, Mm -hmm. where they went around finding amazing people and then uh, talking about what made them so special, which was really cool.
0: What is everybody's favorite Stan Lee cameo? All
1: right. Deadpool. I'm pulling up
3: IMDb. Just his cameo in Deadpool was great because I'm a huge Deadpool fan. I had to look it up. Uh, He was in credited 28 cameos that they credited him in, but there's possibly more because it's Stan Lee. It was episode
1: one of the Luke Cage TV series. He was amazing
0: that's my favorite (laughs) totally
3: my favorite i didn't know he was in luke cage i just watched that recently because i needed something to watch while i was working on D &D stuff
1: that's right so good i'll remember him forever for that
0: no you won't (laughs) (laughs) some of the cameos that he was in was in iron man i know captain america The Avengers, definitely. I think that's my favorite is the Avengers with him in it. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe he was was in that, right? Yeah,
3: Mm -hmm. uh, both of them. He did cameos.
0: And I heard Doctor Strange, but I don't know if that's true Uh, or not. I
3: think he was with the. I saw Doctor
0: Strange, but I don't remember seeing
3: him in it. uh, The best cameo he had was probably the Ed Norton Hulk, where Lou Ferrigno brought the pizza, like, was. The pizza guy, like <laughs> sitting there waiting for pizza, and he, he walked right by Stanley. <laughs> Stanley, you will miss her in my youth. I had a chance to actually get a book autographed by him, but I was so damn tired. All I did was yell, I love your work, Mr. Stan.
0: <laughs> I met Stanley at Wizard World. Um, I was one of the people protecting him from all of the paparazzi. <laughs> And uh, he signed a a bobblehead for me um, as a thank you for being there.
3: He was really nice. That is awesome. He seemed like such a
0: nice person. Mm -hmm.
1: I have no Stanley-related anecdotes, but (laughs) his comic books have made me the man who I am today.
0: So (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. So we will end this portion by saying, keep moving forward. And if it's time to go, it's time. (laughs) Stanley, yeah. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of his most inspiring quotes.
1: Also a little grim, but that's all right.
0: <laughs> it's promo time.
1: Greetings, fellow adventurers. Fenwald Griswick here. Dice are like people. When they first arrive at your house, you're thrilled to see them, and they cooperate with your plans for world domination. But then after about 5 hours or so, you develop a mutual hatred and they deliberately screw with your stuff out of spite. Are you tired of rolling a 1 when you really needed a 12 or higher? Do your acrobatics checks look more like grasping vines? Have you been killed while casting animal friendship? Scientifically speaking, your dice probably aren't cursed. But why take the chance? Our presenting sponsor this week is Tabletop Loot. Tabletop Loot has a wide variety of gaming accessories, such as complete sets of dice, tote bags, t-shirts, rolling towers, and much more. They even have those pads of paper you use to write down the list of things you need to buy from the grocery store. Whether it's ending the terrible reign of an undead dragon, or simply trying to climb out of a hole formerly lived in by a gelatinous cube, don't settle for substandard tools. Visit tabletoploot.com right now to see all of their amazing wares. And when you find something you like, use the code Thread Raiders at checkout to get an even bigger discount. After all, what's the point in publicly admitting you know us if you're not going to get a little cash out of the deal? Tabletop Loot, loot for every table. And now, back to our show. So now it's time for tea.
3: It's sad
1: for tea. Aww. <laughs>
3: Last you unnamed tea brand. Yes.
1: Oh, I have to rearrange the facts now? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. You're good.
0: I've caused enough trouble for you. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it down. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Tea time is the portion of our show where we check the so called facts from the underside of a popular beverage tea brand who shall remain nameless. I will ask a series of questions. My co host will attempt to answer them by responding true, false, or huh. Uh, I will read the question and then wait for your response. Everybody ready? I'm ready. I'm good. All right.
3: I was giving a thumbs up like, wait, right?
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Snapcat fact number 1496. The Mendoza line is a 200 batting average.
0: I don't know what a Mendoza line
1: is. I assure you, you're about to find out. (laughs) I want to say true.
0: I'm assuming this is baseball.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, True,
0: since I don't know what this is.
1: And the answer is true.
0: Yay!
1: Mario Mendoza was a Major League shortstop from Chihuahua, Mexico, uh,
3: who played (laughs) Major League
1: Baseball in the 1970s. That's how they pronounce it down there. I
0: I want, like, a clip of you pronouncing (laughs) all of these things. Just in one thing. That Hawaiian episode was hilarious. Tune in
1: to episode 40. (laughs) Um, He played for three different teams, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Seattle Mariners, and the Texas Rangers. Uh, During his early years, however, he struggled at the plate and consistently hit within two points above or below 200 um, for about five years. Uh, Basically, his teammates, uh, especially George Brett, uh, came, came up with the nickname the Mendoza line to mean somebody who was just bordering on being cut from the league for being bad. Uh, then George Brett made a joke about it to Chris Berman, who was one of the anchors on ESPN in an interview in 1980. At which point Chris Berman began uh, uh, making fun of anybody in the league uh, who was below 200 by calling them below the Mendoza line, and it stuck. And now it is in the zeitgeist. So that is accurate.
3: We're off to a good start.
0: Yes, hopefully I don't know the other answers to any other <laughs> questions.
1: Uh, Maybe I'll win. <laughs> are you flipping a coin? Is that is that your new key to victory? <laughs> Truth seems to work. (laughs) (laughs) Snapcat fact number 915. At room temperature, the average air molecule travels at the speed of a rifle bullet.
0: What would the temperature be? Uh,
1: 68 degrees Fahrenheit or 20 degrees Celsius. If you're Nils,
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's for you, Nils. We love you. I want to say true.
1: And that's especially important for him to know that number now that his face is bald.
0: (laughs) I'm going to say false.
1: All right. TK, you said true. Yep. All right. And the answer is false. Yes. So the problem at hand is as follows. Uh, First, you must calculate the average translational kinetic energy. And then second, you have to calculate the root mean square speed of an oxygen molecule in air at room temperature. Uh, Again, average room temperature is 68 degrees Fahrenheit. When you do the math, I won't bore you. Uh, The speed of oxygen at room temperature is 1070 miles per hour. Now, for those of you who are thinking to yourselves, well, air is mostly nitrogen and it did say air molecule. The average speed of nitrogen at room temperature is 1144 miles per hour. However, the average rifle bullet speed is 1,704 miles an hour, as per the Mythbusters, who were attempting to prove that you can't hear the gunfire before the bullet hits you. Uh, both of those links will be below, and you can click on them. And, uh, you know, it's basically for people who have trouble sleeping. <laughs> SnapCap fact number 1428. The British pound is the world's oldest currency still in use. I want to
3: say false. I'm going to go with false because I know there are older currencies that are used still. Like what? Um, I think the lira is still used in Greece. Even though they switched over to the euro, there's places that still accept the lira. I'm going to say false.
1: Okay. And the answer is true. Ooh. Uh, The official name of the British pound is the pound sterling. Uh, Originally, the pound were uh, silver coins uh, that were issued in the Saxon kingdoms. Um, You would get 240 of them uh, for a single pound of silver. Uh, That is why the penny is worth 1 240th of a pound. And also, consequently, why a shilling is 1 20th of a pound. For those of you who are wondering, so last week we talked about the Libra, which was the reason for the uh, Octothorpe. Um, This week, we're talking about the pound symbol, which is actually the letter L with a line through it. The reason why that is there is because originally uh, they were part of Rome, and Rome uh, issued Libra, which were actually pound sterlings. So the symbol for that was an L, but just like they used to cross LB... Uh, they also crossed the L when they brought it to England.
0: I don't. I still don't know if I believe it though.
1: I lie, <laughs> it, mostly for attention, but sometimes to get out of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm shoplifting, I'll lie. I'll lie. No, I, I.
3: This is a legit receipt for this TV officer. <laughs> I don't care if it says bacon bits on it. We're really making our case that's bullshit. Well, oh, I can't say that. that. the unnamed tea
1: brand company uh, will love us. Oh no! Snap cap fact number four: Slugs <laughs> have four noses. <laughs>
3: but why <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, we're like in the hundreds snap cap fact number four <laughs>
1: we had to get to it eventually
0: slugs have four noses is that what comes off their face are they noses <laughs> i thought they were like little antennas maybe they're noses
3: i've not looked at a slug that closely they're
0: so cute sticky but they're cute Hmm.
3: i'm gonna say false i've i've looked at slugs i've had i've held slugs but i've never seen i've seen giant pictures of giant slugs but i've never seen it with multiple nostrils like aside from the two
0: need multiple nose
3: that's weird Is it a mutation?
1: No, it would be, you know, slugs mean slugs in general, not.
0: Well, do slugs have ears? Because I feel like you couldn't live without all of these senses. <laughs>
1: so
0: they would need little noses if they can't hear anything. There are creatures that can't hear. <laughs> that can't hear at or smell?
1: Oh, well, that I couldn't confirm.
0: Right. I feel like you have to have one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> it's just messed up if you don't.
3: <laughs> that, that goes into a whole weird thing of you know, Russians in the 50s.
1: I'm not saying you shouldn't feel bad for the slugs. I'm just saying they're on a cap.
0: I'm going to vote that it's true because they don't have ears. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm right.
1: And the answer is false. No. What is a nose? Uh, we're going to assume that it's anything that allows you to smell chemicals. Um, and that's just to get past the whole nose versus nostril debate. Uh, <laughs> slug noses. <laughs> Slugs have four antennae on the front of their face, two for the eyes and two for what we will refer to as the smelling nose device slash taste buds. Uh, thus, they have two noses and not four. Oh. Um, For those of you who are wondering, the hole on the side of a slug's head is called the Pneumastone, and it is exclusively for breathing, not smelling. Hmm.
0: What? Oh, oh, okay.
1: I also want to give a special thanks uh, to allaboutslugs.com for both supplying (laughs) us with today's accurate slug nose fact, as well as the hundreds of photographs of POV hermaphrodite slug pornography, uh, really top-notch oh stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you can really get lost in that what site happened? for quite some time. Oh, no, I will put them. the link in the description below. Oh no! Snapcat fact number two seventy-two. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about <laughs> an Aphrodite slugborn. All right, I'm okay gonna <laughs> that.
3: No. Yeah, no on. Good. Uh, that, that's a weird limit for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Snapcat fact number two seventy-two. At birth, a human has 350 bones, but only 206 bones when fully grown.
3: I feel like this is a callback to last week.
1: This is a callback to every week. We've talked about this (laughs) on many occasions.
0: Bones? Yes? Well, Griswicks did talk about cartilage in the foot with babies last time.
3: Yeah. I want to say false. I want to say
0: true... But I don't know if the numbers are right. (laughs) Like, I believe that it's less.
1: Well, we have an option for when the numbers are wrong. It's false. (laughs) Or
0: huh. Now I'm going to go with true.
1: No, huh would be if the numbers were in Aramaic. (laughs) (laughs) And the answer is false. As it has been well established on this show that a baby has 270 bones on multiple occasions, including last week.
0: <laughs> I
1: deem this false.
0: Can we take it back? <laughs> Let's do the question again. Pretend Why
1: don't do you work. listen to the show? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good show. <laughs> it's binge worthy you should binge it oh my God. maybe this weekend
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to start right yes, now you can catch up <laughs> to us next
3: week <laughs> well playing Fallout 76 we'll just hear CA in the background binging the show Be like I remember yes. do that episode <laughs> CA what are you doing studying <laughs> <laughs>
0: gearing up for Snapple <laughs>
1: Snapcap fact number four seventy nine. Knots <laughs> come out easier if you sprinkle talcum powder on them.
3: The fuck?
0: <laughs> what do you normally use talcum powder for?
1: Uh, your feet to dry them off. Your armpits if you're super sweaty. Stopping a
3: bandit. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can put it in your shoes uh, if you're. Trying to get rid of stinky shoe odor or if your boots so are... It's like
0: baking soda. Yeah. No. Or, or It's like baking soda Incredibly powder.
1: toxic. Do not put it in your food.
3: <laughs> no, don't put it in your food. You can put it in your boots. Like if you get new leather boots, you can use that to loosen up the leather on the inside. I want to say false because I've n- never heard that. As a sailor, you'd think they would have brought that up to us when we were learning how to do that.
1: Weren't you carrying enough stuff with all the nail polish in your
3: pocket? <laughs> <laughs> that, was to, that was to, you know, distract people. just Perhaps throw it. an <laughs> epic pig. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> you just, Stay tuned. <laughs> you you used the nail polish to throw at people to distract them. I'm going to say true. All right. And the answer is true.
0: Yes.
1: This is an old Boy Scout trick. Uh, for what it's worth, it also works on jewelry. Uh, if you have a bunch of necklaces that are all jammed up in the jewelry box, you can pour talcum powder on them and they will uh, basically slip Ooh. free.
3: See, I, I I'm going to make a knot now and try this.
0: Yes, I knew you would.
3: <laughs> I will I will stream that too. Yes. I hear that's how Alexander the Great became the Great.
1: <laughs> he just happened to have talcum powder on him that day.
3: I'm going to make a Gordian knot. I'm like, look, we're going to see if this snap cap fact is true, folks. I can't wait to see it. Very excited. <laughs> <laughs> Snapcap fact number 983. Between 1979
1: and 1999, the planet Neptune was farther from the sun than Pluto. This won't happen again until
0: 2227.
1: True. False. All right. And the answer is <laughs> true. No. For what it's worth, when I was a kid, uh, Pluto was in front of Neptune. (laughs) (laughs) And so we had to reverse their order in the song, which was a very funny joke.
0: What's the song? Until,
1: of course, August 2006, when Neil deGrasse Tyson banished Pluto from the solar system.
0: What was the song you sang?
1: Boy, I opened a can of worms there, didn't I? (laughs) Yep.
0: (laughs) Make sure you do the anime in voice.
1: (laughs) Mercury and Venus, Earth, and then there's Mars. No, I'm just kidding. I have no, I can't remember what the song no, is. I cannot remember so what the song <laughs> so is. It, it contains yeah. planets that aren't planets anymore. I don't want to sound like that. <laughs>
3: because you know, Pluto's not good enough to be a planet anymore. It's not cool.
1: Every 248 years, 20 of those years, uh, Neptune and Pluto switch spots, and that's because of a quirk in Pluto's orbit. It's very uh, uh, elliptical. Um, but the question you might ask is, on what day will they finally switch back? And the answer is February the 15th, 2227.
0: And nothing could change that?
1: Uh, possibly a comet. Maybe hmm. would uh, delay it by a but day. But it would have to be a large. Yeah. Other planet.
0: It would have to be a large enough comet.
1: The black hole at the center of our galaxy uh, maybe munching up something. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a wormhole. <laughs> wormhole <laughs> opens up if you plan on seeing this event i suggest you eat your weedies <laughs> we'll be old there'll be kids on hoverboards i'll be yelling them to get off my damn lawn be like we're not on your lawn but like, stop hovering above my lawn they're hovering <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there we go by a final score of four to three tk is the
3: winner yay i'm legit surprised
0: be more excited
3: <laughs> i am like <laughs>
0: Well done, old man. (laughs) I know you're used to seven. (laughs) Just four today. (laughs)
3: The the only reason I knew that fact was Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, show on Fox. We are
1: controlling transmission.
3: And now it's time for What's in the Box? What's in the
0: box? (laughs) What's in the box? I love when
3: TK says it.
0: (laughs) What is in the box?
1: Someone likes a little too much Star Trek.
3: (laughs) I have seven I have all seven seasons of next gen like sitting in my T V stand, so
1: <laughs> everybody ready? We'll come back to that. Ready? Yes. Alright. Having survived what you roughly ballpark as your eighth lifetime run in with pirates, you survey your situation. You have managed to keep all of your gear this time, and Molly received no damage bad enough to void your security deposit. So you're good. Except There's this nagging voice deep inside of you that wants revenge on the mysterious ninja wannabes that sold the lot of you to cutthroat buccaneers. You're torn between your love of finding boxes and this nascent feeling of revenge. Luckily, both desires are now on the same path. Currently, you're in a small coastal town dotted with piers and small unassuming homes. You ask a passerby and get the name of the town, Polerade, but you've never heard of it before. You've got to get your bearings, but drawing attention to yourself by letting everyone know that you're a little more than a tourist is how bad adventurers get dead. But in this case, you have an alternative. Walking through the streets, you stumble upon the Polerade Library. Surely they have maps of the area, and maybe they can even identify the men who sold you off for target practice. So you step inside. The interior is basically a vast, wide open room with high columns and an even higher vaulted ceiling. The bookshelves go up four stories, an oddly large library for such a small town. The room is full of warm artificial light cast down from six large chandeliers, a marked difference from the cool blue hues of the early evening outside. Just then, you spy something concerning. The man that crossed the way is looking at you. You casually stroll over to a nearby counter. You peek at him. He's peeking at you. You pretend to read a book. He's also pretending to read a book. That slick devil. You rock backward. He does the same. You turn to face him. He does the same. Oh, really? You want to have a go? You put your hand on your samsher. He goes for his weapon. (laughs) Then you stop. You move to the right. He moves to the left. You stand on one foot. He stands on one foot. You look at him. He looks like you. Then you realize you're standing in front of a massive mirror that stretches clear to the ceiling, making this building seem absolutely massive when it's only half so. Clearly, you are more exhausted than you thought. You resolve to find a room at the tavern just as soon as you're done here. But right now, you have some research to do. To your left, you spy a stool, mysteriously inching its way towards the counter you were beside. After a moment, it comes to a stop, and, to your amazement, an old, wrinkled, larger-than-average gremlin climbs atop and begins checking in a pile of returned books. You needn't stare, he intuits based on your drooping chin. (laughs) Not old gremlins are so eager for pandemonium. I'm looking for some information, you reply. A map of the area. He holds out his left hand. ...motioning towards the giant mirror. Step into the fine drill. The fine drill, you question. It is the fastest way to find what you seek. You step through the turnstile. You cross the room past a series of empty tables. As you get closer, you realize that the reflection of yourself... ...isn't quite perfect. It seems to blur and then focus as you near. The mirror is seamless... Nothing indicates that there's a door. You hold out a hand to press against the mirror when your reflection surprises you. The reflection of you darts its eyes as if looking for the briefest of seconds over your left shoulder. Without even thinking about it, you look at the reflection in the mirror and see something lying on the table behind you. You turn, and the table that was just empty not ten seconds prior now holds a map and a book. You turn back to the mirror. Thanks, you say, and you wink at you. The map appears to be a map of the area. The town of Palderade is clearly labeled in the middle of the map. When you come to the portion of the map that is obscured by the book, you go to move the book out of the way. That's when you realize it's not a book at all. It only looks like a book. Inside, it's hollow, making it a box. My question for you is this. What's in the box?
0: So what it- Is it perhaps an epic <laughs> pig? <laughs> uh. Ca, why don't you go first? Is now the time? <laughs> I feel
1: like I made you wait long enough. Please.
0: No, I have something really cool in my oh, box. Okay. I don't want to put I don't want to put epic pig in my <laughs> box, but I think we should talk about it.
1: <laughs> so you want to know what's in my box?
0: Yes, what's in your box? My box contains an
1: epic pig.
0: <laughs> oh, tk, what does it mean? The likes of
1: which you have never seen. It's basically the same kind of swine That you would find on a farm Except the word epic Is written down the side of his keister
0: Is it a pink pig? Sure, why not <laughs> How big is the epic pig? I mean, is he's been in epic? there
1: for a while So uh, pink, <laughs> in the in the loosest term of pink Yes, he's is pink Is he
0: like an epically big pink pig? So <laughs> <laughs> he's a toy
1: pig He fits in a book <laughs>
3: <laughs> tk why don't you enlighten us uh, the, yes
0: tell us about epic pig what does this mean uh, why are we
3: epic pig started as a joke for uh my household a friend who always said epic everything to him was epic and so every time he said epic he had to put a dollar in epic pig and eventually epic pig just became my you know hey i'm gonna run to the gas station to grab something money <laughs> so it's like a curse jar <laughs> Yes, exactly. we have one of those at my old job because like yeah, you, you swear, my boss said, you swear more than anyone I've ever met. Well, in all
1: fairness, you work in tech support, so you should expect this.
3: Yeah. You'd you think. <laughs>
1: well, I feel good about my book.
0: I love it. Ah, Big Pig. <laughs> I'm so glad we finally now know.
3: I've
0: been waiting this whole time to find out. Uh, th- I feel so much this better.
3: episode was almost the mute um, right. cast. We were just all gonna talk and like nothing like you know, you guys would have to buy special earbuds to hear it. <laughs> we we're, were gonna have it set at like a super high frequency, only you know, bats could hear.
0: <laughs> Grizzwicks uh gave me a pig, but it melted. Uh, yeah, it was unfortunate. In Florida.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize uh you know, the the weakness of the pig is pure heat.
0: Yes. All hilarious. those years of cooking bacon, it never it never <laughs>
1: sunk in that a pig could go that quickly on a dashboard.
0: <laughs> uh, we and all know my feet Florida feet. sun. All right, TK, what's in your box?
3: In my box, as you look inside of it, you see a smaller box. Ooh. Oh. Crafty. <laughs> and how small? It's about the size of you could comfortably fit a uh, PS4 inside this box, mm. and when you open the box, inside they fall because <laughs> you would win. Inside is what looks like a can of some sort. Oh, like like a can of tuna? A can of ham? No, no. The can you can't has copy like a... me. <laughs> can of asparagus. <laughs> the can has a a handle on the top. A flared base, and then it kind of flattens out. And on the side of it, looks like a little tube is going down the side of it.
1: Is it a can of pink paint?
3: (laughs) For the epic pig.
1: Yeah, you can't copy me.
3: It is not not pink (laughs) paint. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Is anyone going to take the can out of the box? I want to take the can out of the box. When you take the can out of the box, because you mentioned Fallout, I had to change my idea. On the side of it, you you see... (laughs) Something that says Robco.
0: Oh! Shout out to Rob. (laughs) Co.
3: (laughs) Are
1: they a sponsor? Um, Are we getting paid for this? (laughs) We
3: should be. (laughs) You know the rules. Send us us all of your stuff, please. (laughs) And there's a warning label on the bottom.
0: What does Robco Industries have
3: to tell us? It says, "Do not throw. Highly volatile." contains cold fusion. I throw it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you throw the cold fusion
1: bomb? That's <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> this world hasn't imploded into a, you know, <laughs> a black hole yet.
0: None of you. We have the universe. We can go anywhere. That's true. <laughs> I really want to get away from the pirates. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: as you throw it, a bunch of confetti comes out. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> you notice there's a little uh, inside of it. There's a little scroll as you unroll it. It says that uh, "Thank you for shopping Robco Toys figures." Mm. <laughs>
0: TK knows me too well
3: <laughs> to let me blow up the world. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, we'll have to. <laughs> we, we gotta wait till episode at least forty-one before we blow up the world.
0: All right. Hold off.
1: It'll be our big launch into the new year. <laughs>
0: All
3: right, CA, so, hey, what's in your box? Die
0: in my box, you pull out a weird contraption.
3: Whoa, what's this doohickey?
0: It fits in your hand, but at the bottom of it, there are four dials.
3: I'm going to slowly step away. Like, All right, Chris, take it away. All right, so I take
1: a Dixie cup, I punch a hole in it, and I hold it up to my ear, and I start... Thumb in the dials to see if I can uh, hear the combination.
0: So you hear some ticking, but as you start playing around with the dials, you see a hologram appear. And as you continue to play with the dials, you begin to see all of the planes of D&D. You can see the material plane, planar travel planes, transitive planes. They're all there. It's amazing. So now when
1: I look at the planes, can I actually see things in motion? Like creatures or um, any sort of detail? Uh, like, I mean, is it a live detailed?
0: view? They are detailed. Um, you could see like weather patterns. Uh, you can also see portals on there. So if anybody has started a portal or um, if somebody uses a magical portal, you'd be able to see that on your your map.
1: Can I stick my finger in the hologram and mess with the world? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which one are you gonna mess with? What Can I say? flick? <laughs> you want to flick the Demi Plane? <laughs> that's, that's not good.
1: <laughs> I look for something that's got like crazy space aliens that no human has ever seen, and I flick it. <laughs>
0: How far does the portal go? <laughs> I don't think you should flick planes. <laughs> it seems like a really bad idea. The
1: next bad guy we meet, he's going to be like, who the hell do you think you are? And I'm going to be like, I'm the planes flicker. <laughs> the, next, the next
3: wizard supplement. On guard. And flicker. I take out, I take out the
1: special contraption and I start dialing in. Which plane are we on? Where does your mother live?
3: As you
0: flick a plane. <laughs> You end up at the elemental plane of fire.
3: This is getting hot! Uh-oh. It's the innuendo queen here. (laughs) (laughs) Dun-dun-dun.
1: I just start spinning the dials looking for a library.
0: (laughs) You just see all the worlds start to spin around you. The universe just goes crazy. (laughs) If only I hadn't
1: burned out that portal in the grave. (laughs) This is the perfect moment for that. Why must I break everything? (laughs) Alright, well, this week's winner, Epic Pig. Yes
2: <laughs> You
1: bet your ass. It's Epic about time I won something around here.
2: Uh.
1: <laughs> Even if I stole it from TK, it still still counts. So <laughs>
3: no, Epic Pig always wins. I mean, it's like it's playing Trump a joker card. in poker.
1: I told you I'm a shoplifter. <pig>.
0: November 30th is PAX Unplugged, where TK and I will be having a wonderful time in kilts and gritty costumes, (laughs) wreaking havoc across the Acquisitions Incorporated main theater. I cannot wait. (laughs)
1: I'm very excited. TK, you need to make sure that the Mr. Pib is super chilled, all right? Because she's going to be in a gritty outfit. There's going to be a need for cooling down.
0: So, yes, give me soda to be more dehydrated. <laughs> so I pass out quicker.
1: <laughs> you should just store the cans right in the outfit. That way you're getting air conditioned and they're getting room temperature again.
0: <laughs> so if anybody is going to Pax Unplugged in Philadelphia, you should come say hi. We'd be more than happy to hang out with you. I know there's a few other people from the community. and know Maxine's going.
3: Oh, that's fun. Uh, Shimmerwind yeah. Isles. That going. That girl, that
0: place. Shimmer is going. Um, probably going to teach us how to paint miniatures. Chris
3: Locke <laughs> and the um, crew from Retroverse will be there as well.
0: Yep, and Basonic is going, also known as Jim.
1: I want to see you try to paint miniatures in Grizzly Gloves. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be great.
3: So uh, a few folks from uh, Terminally Nerdy's Discord, uh, Taryn... We'll be there. He's a brewer, local brewer in the Philadelphia area.
0: Really? I didn't know brewer.
3: So next year we're getting a
1: room, right? Is that what it is? <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> hmm. We'll pull together $40 each and get a room.
0: And what's happening December 28th, Chris?
1: Uh, December the 28th is going to be the best of the Thread Raiders countdown. Uh, we're going to have all of our best moments, plus a bunch of bloopers. Uh, all available for your listening pleasure. We are off that week, so this is going to be our grand end of the 2018 year. Uh, So we hope that you tune in. Also, for those of you who are interested, if you'd like to participate, we'd love to have you. Uh, We're expecting to have about 75 different highlights, and what we'd like to do is actually have a countdown, you know, a la New Year's Eve, uh, where we actually start number 75, number 42, number 8. Um, if any of you want to contribute as many or as a few of those as you'd like, uh we would be more than happy to have you. All you have to do is record it, put it up online somewhere in a file sharing site, something like that, uh, and then let me know. Uh, I will download it and then incorporate your sound into our sound. And then on January the third, we have Magfest. Yes.
0: Everyone should go, <laughs> even though you won't. You should. Because it's amazing. <laughs> 24 hours of gaming nonstop. I sleep about three hours a day. And it's totally worth it. All kinds of video games. They have all consoles that you could possibly imagine way back before even the Atari was here. <laughs> like, you can try them all. And they have a library of games that you can rent out and new games. I'm sure they're going to have Fallout and things like that there as well. Um, they have the even the newest consoles, like PS4 and the Xbox One. They also have uh, the arcade pinball, which I'm really excited about. They have competitions for pinball. Uh, they have competitions for video games, like Smash Brothers is a big popular one. They also have chiptunes there, a lot of DJs. I know, like, uh, Psycho Stick um, likes to go to MAGFest, and Hyper Potions have been there as well. I don't know if they're going this year, but... Um, I know that, I can't think of this guy's name, Grimecraft will be there this year, and he's incredible. If you decide to go, I would definitely go see them. They throw on an amazing concert. They also have a tabletop area where you can play tabletop games 24 hours straight. They have a library where you can rent out games or you can bring your own. Lots of different tables uh, in a hotel where you can just go into any of the ballrooms and play. Um, There are even LARPing sections. There's panels that talk about everything gaming. You can meet uh, some of the actors behind some of the the most amazing video games that we play. Like uh, Mortal Kombat. I know they have uh, mario brothers characters come and do voice acting and stuff on during the panels uh, you can learn how to cosplay put your outfit together uh, things like that so you should come hang out because it's amazing
1: i hear in addition to all the atari 2600s that they're bringing in ENIAC, the first ever <laughs> computer built
0: they also bring in a computer museum they actually take out a ballroom and, and fill it with all of the old like Tandy uh, computers, the very first Apple computer see. and you can actually play the games that are on there. Oh. I played Police Quest, the original Civilization. You're speaking to
3: my soul right now. I know
0: <laughs> and you should go. <laughs> I can't tell everyone enough how amazing this is.
3: So that's going to be it. Yeah. TK, you don't have anything coming up, right?
0: Yes, you does. Uh, Speak to yeah, us, TK.
3: Uh, uh, starting up, uh, which you guys, if you tuned in, you will have seen session zero. Uh, every two weeks, we'll be running on the Thread Raiders channel our new and improved uh, Thread Raiders produced stream called "The uh, Thread Raiders of the Galaxy" It'll be every other Tuesday.
0: Gonna do Thread Raiders mm. of the Galaxy. You have to say <laughs> the, like
3: <laughs> heavily homebrewed uh, <laughs> Starfinder game with loosely based off Guardians of the Galaxy. Except, you know we have a rat person. We have a, a a mechanic who's also a klepto. We have Adam, yes. who I absolutely love. Whenever he role plays with me he's just an amazing player. And so are Quinn and Elf, mm-hmm. as well as some you know upcoming stuff we're working on on the Thread Raiders channel. We have a new uh, Thread Raiders VG Twitter account. So we want to bridge the gap between video gamers right. and tabletop RPG gamers because we realize they're running in the same circles.
0: Yeah, we have some video gamers who uh, are part of Thread Raiders, but they don't have much of a following because we're all RPG based. So we decided we're going to branch out into the video gaming world. We're super excited about it. Uh, Starting off with like the Fallout 76. I know we're going to be doing a lot of streams with that. Um, So I I hope everybody comes to hang out with us. So if you're a video gamer, come check us out on Twitter. Uh, I also go to conventions, a lot of video game conventions, so we can meet there too. Spread the word.
1: As one of the video gamers, I was perfectly happy being an outcast, but after you explained <laughs> to me how much better this would be, I'm kind of excited. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it. I want to thank all of you for listening to the show. We hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I also want to thank our sponsor, Tabletop Loot. Uh, for those of you who are interested, if you are you know, looking for some dice, some mugs or some other really interesting stuff. We got the holidays coming up. Now would be the time to shop. If you do decide to shop, you wanna use the code thread Raiders, which will give you a 15% discount uh, right off the top. So uh, that will help you with your holiday spending. Um, If you enjoyed the show, if you could give us a tweet, that would really help us spread the word. And for more information on the Thread Raiders, you can check us out on threadraiders.com, where you can find links to all of our social media properties, including Twitter, Discord, etc., etc., etc.